0: In this episode of Cutscenes, we fight video game baddies from the 80s in pixels. Let's get right into it. Welcome to Cutscenes, a video game movie podcast. I'm Jacob McCourt. I'm Katie Lesbrantz. And I'm Travis Colnett. And on this week's episode, we dive into 2015's Pixels, another Happy Madison movie that we are going to review, I guess, on this program. <laughs> we start with the tutorial, which is how we start every one of our episodes. It is 60 seconds where we give you the high-level plot of the movie, hot potato style, where we each take 20 seconds before passing the baton to someone else. Uh, I will go first this time. Let me just okay. throw that out there, and I will do it, Travis. Go for it. Just so you're not like it's unfair. I'll be in the middle. Why am I always the one? I'll who be goes in the middle. First? I'll be in the middle. Katie can go last. Oh God. Okay. Here you go. Here we go. Three, two, one. Pixels is a movie about burnouts who are good at arcade video games back in the '80s. One of them becomes president, Kevin James. One of them becomes a member of the Geek Squad in this universe, Adam Sandler, and all of a sudden. Aliens invade and these aliens are special aliens because they are video game themed. Yeah, they're video game aliens that come from, you know, Okay, so like
1: back in the 80s, uh, NASA sent off like a bunch of alien video game or a bunch of video games into space to like be like, hey, here's our time capsule. And these aliens saw this stuff and they saw the pixely Pac-Man characters and they brought them back to Earth to like invade the planet or something like that.
2: Uh, and uh, so they have three lives. They have to fend off rounds of these alien video game invaders. Um, Adam Sandler uh, tries to hook up with this girl who uh, apparently also works at the White House somehow. And um, they're trying to lead the military and tell the military what to do and how to defeat these aliens. Yay!
0: Oh, my God. I'm hey, actually guys. I'm really that, impressed. That, <laughs> that was a pretty good explanation know, right? of a really terrible movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> Let's get into it. Oh, my God. Katie
1: keeps Katie keeps saying, oh, you need to watch the Happy Madison movies. And I'm like,
2: Katie, you're count. not... This... <laughs> this does not count. How dare okay. you? I have given you examples of Happy Madison yeah. movies to watch. You have watched none of them. Yeah, so I've don't seen... come at me with this uh, with this talk. I, okay, I won't sorry. accept it.
0: Okay, 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 okay. okay. And honestly... I'm a fan of some of the classic Happy Madison movies. Yeah. Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, even like Mr. Deeds and Little Nicky and are fine. Big Daddy, obviously a good one too. Water but Boy. it's just like Waterboy. There are classics. And even the ones that are like fine, you can still watch. But this am I do I just like pop off right now? Go for it. Pop sure. off. The, you, this movie Is the maddest I've ever been Watching a movie for this program Because there is a version Of Pixels that is good And it doesn't involve Adam Sandler Or Kevin James Mm. Welcome to my (laughs) TED talk Pop off my liege Jesus (laughs) How, how do you guys feel about this? Just just for context, directed by Chris Columbus, who's done tons of great stuff, starring Adam Sandler, Kevin James, Michelle Monaghan, Peter Dinklage, Josh Gad, uh, with appearances from people like Sean Bean, Nick Swanson. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, an, it's a Happy Madison movie, so the cast of characters come in.
2: Yeah, so um, that's basically how I came... I was like, oh, it's another Happy Madison. Didn't know. I didn't know anything about this movie. Nothing at all. And then... Uh, it's rattling off the, the people who made it and the people who are in it. And I'm like, oh my God, this thing is stacked. I mean, the, your opening stacked is, I mean, recent uh, uh, Kevin James and Kevin James? Yeah, Kevin, Kevin James. James. I was thinking Kevin Smith It's not Kevin Smith <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Smith is not in this movie uh, Recent Kevin James and Adam Sandler Is like eh it's fine But I, but like it is rattling off people Peter Dinklage he's in this I know, movie right? He has a sizable role in this movie He's yep. great Josh Gad um, in
0: this movie great Every great. time he spoke I was laughing
2: Yeah, okay um, <laughs> But yes I was like oh I had Some I had hope again I don't know why, but I think I dislike this a lot less than you do, Jacob. I was not mad. I was I was happily watching a clearly not very good movie, but I was not upset in any way.
1: Yeah, I think I wasn't... I wouldn't say I was upset. I wasn't mad. I think given my track record with Happy Madison movies and that we watched <laughs> Grandma's Boy last season and that was a train wreck... And so as soon as I saw Happy Madison come up, my expectations immediately <laughs> lowered. <laughs> so like I went into this being like, oh, this is going to be bad. And it wasn't as bad as Grandma's Boy. So it didn't make me... It, I were That was like... Mm, then again, mm, I don't know. There's like parts that I'm like, okay, there's some redeeming stuff in here. So I'm kind of like in a weird middle ground. But there's some like things that I cannot forgive in this movie. And then... So, I, I don't know. I'm kind of like in a weird middle ground and probably one of you two will change my mind.
0: Yeah, that's typically how this show goes. I'm with you, Travis. Like, <laughs> Grandma's Boy is a trash fire. And to me, this movie is just like missed potential. Where like, I mm. have the same problem with Ready Player One because no i had a different problem with ready player one because that movie is by a creepy author who like who, who <laughs> like tries to sneak in nostalgia look into the author of ready player one yeah he's yeah. got a poem it's a thing let's not get into it but here i can see a version of this movie that is not pg-13 that doesn't have like four jokes that aren't appropriate and this could be a pg movie and like has less like weird burnout comedy from Adam Sandler that actually works. Cause I I think the things that don't work about this movie are the things that I'm sure like happy Madison, like, or the writers like put their hands on and said, like, this is, we're going to write Adam Sandler into this movie yeah, I just, there are a lot of charming things about this, and like there's obviously tons of work, and like it looks great, it sounds great, some of the comedic performances are 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 good. Dan Aykroyd is an '80s game show host at the beginning of this game, so obviously that that talks directly to me. Um, <laughs> but I just it makes me mad because there's a version of Pixels that I see in my brain that works, and is, that is not like a two out of ten, and this is not it. Right.
2: I can understand that. That it's more just frustration at what they're failing to do. Yeah, a hundred percent. Rather than actually offended by the movie, but it's it's more yes, frustration of seeing the potential and that they could have done a good job, and then it's just it's not there.
0: Yeah, yeah. But that that's my TED talk. I'm sure that we'll go through more of it as we go. <laughs> uh, but I I'm sorry, I had to get that out. And maybe now we talk about like how this movie opens, which is in the 80s with kids who are good at 80s arcade video games, right?
2: Yeah. Opens with cheap trick playing, you know. Soundtrack's fantastic. Soundtrack is great. I really like it. Um, Yeah, they're bicycling around the neighborhood like 80s kids did, apparently. That's like the thing. I liked the opening. Yeah, uh, and yeah, he's like, let's like, go, all it's of open, like, let's go yeah. to the arcade, and then they're all pumped, and like, they're all excited, and it's all lights and kids, and they're all having fun, and um, yeah, no, I love the beginning.
0: Yeah, it's mm. like an 80s arcade uh, competition in, I don't know where this movie it, it starts, like, being based, obviously it goes to DC, but I don't know where it starts. Uh, maybe it's also DC, but it's like the video game championships hosted by Dan Aykroyd, and the main characters you're introduced to: um, Sam, who are Sam, um, Kevin James's character is named Will, but everyone calls him Chewy. Peter Dinklage is Eddie, but he goes by Fire Blaster, <laughs> and Josh Gad, who is the Wonder Kid. So you meet those four characters. They're good at video games. The the prose is like. Adam Sandler's kid version Sam loses the video game championship because Peter Dinklage's the Fire Blaster beats him, and it has a marked influence on his life. It turns him into a burnout, I guess.
2: Which kills me. I'm like, it, really? This is what you're carrying with you? Like, I mean, yeah. I guess it was like the world championship. Like it was. He came a big in second. Deal. He you're still in, a good. It's yeah. okay, man. Which. This reminded me so much. I don't know if you, um, either of you, have watched it. Uh, the documentary "Fistful of Quarters." Uh, sorry, no. "King of Kong." Fistful of quarters. I know of it, but I've not watched it's, it. It's very good, and basically, there is almost similar characters. Like I think, I wonder if they kind of based it on them. Where, um, it's basically the two guys uh, that are where are the best at King Kong. King Kong, Donkey Kong, Jesus, <laughs> um, at Donkey Kong. Um, and there's like the first place guy and the second place guy for the world records. And the first place guy is basically Peter Dinklage. Like he is, he's got the hair, he's got the glasses and he thinks he's amazing. And then um, he's like going around the world like a rock star. And then the second place guy is just like, he's this nice family guy who like still has like a Donkey Kong in his garage and he's got his kids and like it's just I'm like, oh, I feel like they pulled inspiration from this. They're like, oh the video game rock star who was like just batshit crazy. They're like, we can use this and we're gonna make it Peter Dinklage. (laughs) It's gonna be (laughs) great. And he's gonna have the weirdest accent that Yeah, yeah, I didn't know what his accent was.
0: (laughs) It's like why don't you make a a uh, an accent that can't be placed Peter and he did it
2: yeah I will say
1: whoever played young Peter Dinklage got the the voice like spot on Mm -hmm. I was so impressed I was like oh my god this kid like legitimately is doing Peter Dinklage like I can tell that that is going to be Peter Dinklage when he grows up like (laughs) spot on I was really
0: impressed by that it
1: may be one of my
0: maxes. <laughs> so we fast forward to uh, present day and it's Sam played by Adam Sandler and uh, Kevin James, who plays Will Cooper, who becomes the president of the
2: United States. I Paul guess. Blart, U.S.
1: president. Yeah,
2: yeah. I was confused. Yeah, They're like, yeah. oh, something about the president. And I thought, I was he like, can't oh, the president read. of what? The president of what i was like oh he must have like a company or something yeah and like because and he's referring to him as like a president like uh, adam sandler is referring to him i'm like oh he like, must be teasing him about how he runs this company and like giving him a hard time and then they're like going to the white house i'm like oh that must be their like joke code for <laughs> wherever they hang out or something and then they're at the white house <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i'm like governor james is the president
1: I wonder if the decision to make Kevin James the president is just so they can bypass the whole idea of, like, getting these nerdy guys to be the saviors, right? Like, you don't have to, like, convince the president and the army to let you do your stuff. You're just like, oh, my best friend is the president. So, like, it just eliminates the whole middle portion of this movie where you have to, like, make the, like, oh, do we send in the nerds? Like, you send in the nerds pretty quickly because my best friend's the nerd.
2: But one of these things would have been a bigger leap in logic. Yeah, Kevin James being the president is a bigger (laughs) leap than a bunch of nerds getting the president to believe them One I don't know one of them is is a bigger one and I it might be Kevin James being Yeah (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. but
0: he's like a bad president that everyone hates because like no one loves his policy and also like he can't even Human well like the scene is like he's reading to kids and he can't pronounce a very easy word and the kids are like Are you dumb? And it's on TV, and it's a whole thing. Uh, oh but God. then Adam Sandler goes to a random house to install a bunch of present-day video games and TVs and technology. And that's where he meets uh, Violet Von Patton, who's played by Michelle Mo- Moynihan. Moynihan? Moynihan. And Monahan. Monahan. And that's where the weirdness begins of like, I hated that so much. I hated it.
1: Yeah. I was going to say like I could tell this was a happy Madison movie because there's a lot of misogyny and I'm not
0: I'm not very happy about it. Yeah, it's like she's successful and but also like divorced because her ex ex-husband is like going after a 19-year-old and she's super sad and in the closet and drinking even though she's incredibly successful. Bleh. Yeah. Yeah,
2: I didn't have a problem with the part of my husband left me for a 19 year old. At that, I was like, all right. But when she's like, I don't know, she seeks comfort. She's like, oh, there's this guy from the Geek Squad. But who like, literally made yeah. inappropriate
0: comments to right. her like minutes before right. i thought right. you'd be fat and ugly but you're like really hot lady
2: yeah yeah just stop talking <laughs> and it's like oh they try to make it like the charming thing where the guy keeps blabbing and putting his foot in his mouth but it's like no this is uncomfortable and no
1: you can put your should... foot in your mouth in a different way and yeah, it's where not it's funny. not where you yeah where it's funny it but not where you're funny. like no. and then
2: and then yes she's She's like, sees a text or something, and it is instantly just comes apart at the seams. Which I'm sorry, this is very. She works at the White House, I would hope, which sometimes means something, sometimes doesn't, but whatever. (laughs) Um, (laughs) She she should have a bit of poise, I would think, and she instantly crumbles and goes into the closet and cries and drinks wine, which I've never done. Isn't that what all women do, Katie? I've never done that. I've never drank uh, wine out of a sippy cup. Surprisingly enough, hmm. it's never and happened. also, why does
0: she have a sippy cup if her child is like ten years old?
2: I don't know. <laughs> that's a good question. Yeah. And also, you're in the closet. Just drinking out of the bottle. You yeah. know, we're not saving face here. It is what it is. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, and yeah, uh, there's a lot of stuff with that. Yeah. Yeah. But while that's happening, the first invasion happens in Guam, I guess, and. A bunch of what what game was the first one? Was it Galaga? Galaga? I think it was Galaga
1: Galaga, There was a
0: Galaga style invasion at a US military facility in Guam, and that's when Kevin James, the president, calls in Adam Sandler and says, like, yo, you need to tell me what these is Is this is this video game? And then that's how Adam Sandler starts to get like integrated into a White House special force to destroy these aliens.
2: Yeah. He's like it's I feel like gone. I remember this thing. So he brings in his friend and he's like, "Hey, you did that thing. This is the <laughs> thing, right? Like that's the sound." Which they took too long to know that sound. You would have known that sound instantly. Yeah. Right. It's just it's not realistic at all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that's when the things start to happen Where, you know, he's brought in And they realize that these aliens Found the, the time capsule from the 1982 World Video Game Championships And, like, model themselves They're energy aliens And they modeled themselves after these video games And they are competing with the Earth To yeah. see who gets to a best of three first And, oh, if Earth you lose Earth gets destroyed right. Yeah,
2: they took it as, like, a declaration of war uh, yeah. Rather than just here's what we do over here, they're like they don't know what video games are. They took it as an as an attack as a threat.
1: I kind of like that they used all these old '80s videos and yes. like like Madonna and all this kind of stuff. That was really I actually quite enjoyed that. That that was how they sent their threats like via video to like an old One Tree Hill VHS or something. You know what I mean? Like um, and essentially there's you know all these things were in the time capsule and it's like madonna talking on screen and some other shows and a few other things and the aliens use it, like they must do the thing where they edit the mouths on deep the fakes? videos yeah they're is like that, deep fakes. basically deep fakes okay i don't even know what that is but yeah sure that <laughs> and it, <laughs> and it uses that to like make the the videos and I, I actually really enjoyed that that whole entire portion
0: of it
2: yeah no that was that was uh it was just clever and yeah. like and well done like it was very well executed and I, right. I really like that
0: here's the thing that i i i'm confused about is like this movie again is like a PG-13 movie but it and it's like full of 80s nostalgia but like who is this for is this for like children of the 80s who are like you know 30 to 40 and maybe don't necessarily think happy madison is funny or is this for children of those people because if it's for children of these people why are we relying on like 80s figures like Ronald Reagan to to deliver these messages? I I I don't know. Maybe it's because I think this should have been a PG movie for children, not a PG-13 movie for 30 to 40 year olds. It's trying to be a catch-all and get yeah. everyone,
1: right? And That's it doesn't do what any it of it well yeah well that's the thing when you're not a master at anything then you kind of are like you know a jack of all trades but you're a master of none yep. right so it's probably just trying to capture whatever grouping of people it can get because oh okay we'll get misogynistic humor for all these older people and then we'll get like flashy you know cgi video game characters for you know the younger generation and all this other stuff like it but it's it just the way it didn't work together yeah in the best way there's there's elements that work but yeah
2: I think it's um, there were similar similar comments made about Wreck-It Ralph in right. season one that we did and but whereas Wreck-It Ralph I think it had more for each group right like it had more for kids and it had more for adults still was like a catch-all and yes not like a perfect movie for one group or the other but I think it was just uh, more charming and like had more for each group whereas this one it did Both poorly like I don't don't even think it's a Jack of all trades I think it's just taking shots At both groups and being like This will land with somebody Yeah I think it's very confused Yeah
0: you you actually can't watch this with your kids Unless you like get a TV cut Where they cut out all the like weird misogyny and like swearing but yeah I I agree with you completely ready player one same thing Uh, again I don't love it but like it does that well where it's made for younger people and older folks will enjoy it where this one is I think made for older folks well maybe
2: trying to hit some kids maybe I'm just it's made for kids but trying to make jokes for adults but they're not clever jokes they're more just like um but this movie's pg-13 though (laughs) No, I I know. That's the thing. But it feels like it's made for kids. Like, everything about it feels more kid-like. Yeah. Like, just the way the action scenes go out and, like, everything, it doesn't feel like it's made for adults. But, yes, but it seems to be, have it been been intended to be made for adults.
1: And it's weird because I feel like it's almost self-serious in a way. Like, there's, like, yes, it's kind of got those comedic kind of portions to it and stuff. But I also find that the comedy was a little bit like thinly spread at times. And it was like action movie and then also comedy. But I feel like it didn't, I don't know. Like I felt like it was, you look at the trailer for this movie and it's very self-serious and you're like, oh, is this supposed to be a serious movie? And then like, okay, there's some bits of comedy kind of scattered throughout, but I, I think it just didn't know what it wanted to be. Was it like a serious, com- it tried to play the whole serious comic, like serious action movie portion sometimes with some of the like um action scenes but then you know it goes for the comedic kind of joke at the end
2: i'm actually okay with the tone i'm i'm totally okay with like it's kind of they're kind of um playing off of an action movie with with some jokes interspersed but like it's kind of goofy action at the same time right like it's not Self-serious action where, like, Peter Dinklage is make, making quips while they're yeah, yeah, racing. Yeah. So I, I don't know the tone. I didn't have an issue with at all. It's I think just, the tone think threw the jokes me off because just weren't that great.
1: I watched the trailer beforehand and I was like, oh, I thought this was um, supposed to be more like kid-friendly. I think, and bad. I think my expectation went in with it, and it didn't like hit that right. So I thought, oh, okay. So what is this? Like, is it supposed to be more serious? Is it supposed to be funny? Because I didn't find. Too too much of this movie funny like I, But I guess like It was probably trying to be funny But I didn't find a lot of it To be humorous Like I didn't laugh too often mm-hmm. i think maybe once and in this whole movie
0: s- and see like i'm not above lowbrow in any like sense of the word like i oh, <laughs> when
2: i, I am <laughs> no not at all but like no 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 I know, I know jokes
0: in this movie and i was like oh, yeah. this is real this is kind of funny like anytime josh gad who his character as an adult is like a conspiracy theory obsessed like weirdo it worked for me like most of the time when he spoke uh, especially like there's a scene in front of a bunch of army men where he's like yelling at these men who are like formidable in height, in shape, and he's this like schlubby jacked. dude. They're jack tattoos, whole thing. <laughs> and he's like yelling at them. And I thought that that was really effective and funny. And Peter Dinklage, I think his character was also like, Peter Dinklage was having a, a ton of fun here. You could mm. tell, and I like that. But uh, again, it's like the core of this. Adam Sandler being at the head of this is my problem. And I love some Adam Sandler movies, but here I'm just, and I keep nailing this on the head and I'm sorry, but like that's the thing that ruins this for me is like Adam Sandler is the main character instead of like I could see a, a version of this movie working with like Ryan Reynolds. And I and I mean, we're, pro- we're getting free guy in 2021, which I guess is kind of like this, but I could see this working with someone else at the helm. And I hate to say that because like, that's a mean thing to say to another human being who doesn't even know I exist, but like, I want a better version of pixels. And that's why I'm so upset. Yeah, I, can, yeah, I don't, yeah, I can, go for I it. I can
2: understand that. Um, yeah. Cause like a Ryan Reynolds helmed one would be, I don't know. It'd be a little bit more earnest and a little bit less. Um, ah, I don't know. A little less like down on your luck, uh sarcastic And, like, yeah, maybe it was that sarcastic dry tone that didn't fit well with a movie that felt, like, really, like, energetic and made for kids. I don't know.
1: I think at the same time, I feel like Adam Sandler, his character didn't go through much. Like, for being the main character, he was very boring. Yeah. Right? Like, it was very one note the entire way through. It wasn't like, oh, he came to the realization that um, Peter Dinklage cheated Like, but that's not, like, character growth, right? So I didn't find any connection to Adam Sandler. He was just kind of the vessel to propel this story forward, right? I didn't find any character really grew in any way, right? So it's not like I had some sort of emotional connection, where you're probably right in that Ryan Reynolds would probably give more of a... He might be better at giving a bit more of an emotional, like, you know, just in general. I don't know if Adam Sandler's the most, like captivating you know emotional draw for me for a movie most of the time
2: he can be he can be so good (laughs) i'm waiting to see it (laughs) oh i mean i know i know i know one day when uh you know quarantine's over and all this is done we're watching some movies you're probably gonna end up hating them and i'm gonna be like (laughs) but look at but look at what he did he's punching bob barker in the face (laughs) Oh my god! It's amazing. Look at he's high yeah, but is it gonna and he's going to be chasing, like sprinkled and he's in. He's
0: chasing. A, what was he chasing in Billy Madison? Uh,
1: he's chasing a penguin, penguin, and it's really
2: funny. So good. It's so funny. But
1: I don't need movies like that with sprinkled in scenes of the competent woman being told she smells nice every five <laughs> that, minutes. That,
2: that does. That does still happen. You know what I mean? Like, just, <laughs> I'm not going to say it doesn't happen in those movies.
1: No. Oh my god! But that's the thing. It's kind of like I. I think just the comedy kind of just goes right right past me with those yeah. with that stuff, right? And once again, just like grandma's boy, the competent woman in this movie is constantly hit on and then like is badass at the end doing flips yep. and shit and still, oh my God, I just don't yeah. even. So, uh, and then the only other main female character is Cubert, who turns into a silent woman. That doesn't help either.
2: We will get to that. Yeah. <laughs> that was right. Yeah, it was. Oh, and
1: Fiona yeah. Shaw.
0: Rough. So like yeah. there's a bunch of battles that happen in London that happen in India or, or like a bunch of attacks there's an attack in India there's mm-hmm. a yeah. battle in London uh, and then we we end up going back to New York City and those are the battles and each one is a different video game India just happens because they don't they their inaction causes like the Taj Mahal to be pixelated uh, and then they go to London where they fight uh, centipede Caterpillar. in in the in the oh, sky centipede. with yeah. their light guns and then the, one of the, the the climaxes I guess is in New York City, where they where they have a Pac Man battle in Mini Coopers against a giant Pac Man, which I think was like really fun to watch. Like set yes. design, yeah. props, visual effects, like the where they chose to shoot, like all of that was fantastic. Like this movie is incredibly I actually well done. Really,
1: really like that. Yeah, that whole section was great. I liked the whole Pac-Man mm-hmm. thing. That was all really, really good. Like, the driving around with the cars, all of it. All of that was terrific. Um, I was just like, oh, see, there's. you're right, though, that there is moments in this that could work. There's a movie in here that could be mm-hmm. good, but it's not. So I'm kind of totally agreeing with you in that, like,
0: there's something here,
1: but it's surrounded by a bunch of meh.
0: Yeah. And even there's mm-hmm. there's comedy that works, like Denis Akiyama plays, uh, I'm going to butcher this, Toru Awat- Awatani, who's the creator of Pac-Man, and he goes up to this evil Pac-Man, and he's like, my boy, what are you doing? Don't yes. be evil. Puts his hand up, and Pac-Man bites it, and it pixelates, and it was very funny, and I enjoyed that, that was so
1: like, much. I, yeah. I laughed yeah. a lot
2: at that, because you expect him, I thought he was just going to chomp the whole guy. I'm like, oh, he's just yeah. going to eat him that's it and he just he bites his hand off and then the guy just screams as his hand like pixelates and i'm like oh that was funny and unexpected uh, travis and that that whole i need bit. to tie
0: this into x-men for you oh, uh here we go denny akiyama who plays um the creator of pac-man in this movie was sunfire in the x-men cartoon
1: yes he was i did look that <laughs> up also brian cox was in this who was in x-men 2 Yes, lots of X Men ties for me. <laughs> this was very good. No, I was gonna say that Pac Man scene. I would say best scene yep. in the movie. I yeah, actually, I like, I'd agree. Yeah, I would say like even the like he's someone you you can tell your feelings to have yeah. a hamburger with. Like so good. It, like I was actually like this is really good right now. Uh, you know, like there's moments that are actually really
0: good, and I quite mm-hmm. like this. Even him saying like, what? Did, why did he say the word bitch? Like, did he
2: call someone a bitch? Oh no, because oh. um, uh, Peter Dinklage. Was like, oh, you made Pac-Man? I made your game, my bitch. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, what? What is this bitch? And then, yeah, and then he uses it later. Yeah. Expands yeah. his English vocabulary. Yeah. H-
0: hard agree oh with God. you. And it's funny. This movie was based on, like, a two-minute short film. And this Pac-Man scene is, like, it, it is similar to that. It is, like, an incredibly well-executed, oh, okay. like, I could imagine, like, a kid... Making this by himself, like and putting it on YouTube. It's a five-minute clip of this Pac-Man scene, and it just like like a fan film, and it going super viral. Like it was it was super fun to watch. Best part of the movie, easily. Uh, yes. And then we end up from there moving on. They have a party at the White House that involves Serena Williams, Michelle Monaghan taking really weird drinks out of a product placement Bud Light. And <laughs> go ahead, Katie.
2: Was that before or after? Because they fought centipede. And then, and then
1: there's Pac-Man, and then there's a party.
2: I thought the party was before that.
1: No, the party's like they think they won, but the reason that they have to fight Donkey Kong again oh, at the Donkey end is because Peter Dinklage cheated.
2: Right, 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 right.
0: And right, he cheated that. back in yeah. the '80s, and that's why Adam Sandler's a broken a broken man.
1: I zoned out throughout that whole party yeah. scene. I was bored throughout that whole thing, and then it got to the the Donkey Kong stuff mm-hmm. was good too. I enjoyed like the final you know, battle that ending. Yeah which it was good like I actually really enjoyed that and that's why I'm like oh, okay there's stuff here I just kind of wish there was like a lot of the stuff around it was not there
2: <laughs> yeah it was all like well paced and well executed yeah. like those scenes were like well paced you knew what was happening like all the shots made sense um, a lot of different characters were doing things like it was uh, it was well made like those mm-hmm. parts
0: yeah I I don't appreciate when Adam Sandler says grab grab my mighty hammer. Talking about his package,
2: ah, I think I thought that was I had no issue with that. I'm like, eh, it's
0: a, it's I guess I just like don't want to see joke. characters like Adam Sandler just get the girl in the end. But then, why am I watching Happy Madison movies if that's the thing? Burnouts get pretty girls. Every movie that Happy Madison those, ever made.
2: Well, that's most of those movies, <laughs> like that type of movie. But like, at least those movies, they, yeah, they, he, his characters have a little bit more charm to them. Whereas this one it was like, I don't know, what is, what is he doing? He's boring. Yeah. He's so boring. He wasn't bringing a character. He wasn't even
0: charming. No, he wore shorts. Cuz he was like, I'm not I'm going to wear shorts. <laughs> and I think that's the movie. I, I I Yeah, honestly. There's not much else to talk about except maybe all of the intellectual property that was in that final battle. Donkey Kong looking evil, Kubert Q- <sighs> peeing on the floor, the smurfs why were the smurfs there i don't did they have an arcade game in the 80s so i don't know
2: there's mario like there i saw is... mario i
1: know i was impressed i saw mario mm-hmm.
2: yeah oh yeah and when uh, the whole uh, josh gad uh... <laughs> oh, yeah. so basically this this <laughs> kills me because so his whole life he's he's loved what's her name something I don't lisa even know. lady lisa or something yeah, okay. lady lucy i don't know um this uh this video game character um he so at the end of all this everything that every video game character that was running around goes away because they beat them so they're all gone except cubert's still there and he's like no i lost the love of my life somehow who who, she can't speak that's okay um and apparently she she loves him back sure and uh, so she leaves, so he's heartbroken because you know his life is meaningless now. And then they're like, but he's but Cubert could stay. And they're like, oh, that's because he's a trophy. So then, Cubert changes into the woman that he that Josh Gad likes. So she is the woman is literally a trophy. <laughs> <You> cannot <laughs> oh. like. played by Ashley Benson. Like, I was like, oh, did I you have to do Q-Bert. it? Yeah. Poor and Q-Bert. they have babies. Yeah, and guess do... what
0: happens? They're baby cuberts.
2: They have that's like great. six of them. It's been a wow. year. So yeah, either right. that poor woman fired out had 6 cuberts in her belly. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. That, that, would, that would have been a rough day getting those birds out yeah oh guys maybe we were wrong
0: about pixels and uh we're gonna tell you if we were by looking at some user reviews on metacritic.com in a segment that we call critical hits uh we have six reviews here from metacritic uh varying from good to bad i will read the first one from irish dexy it is a 10 out of 10 review that came out almost immediately after the movie came out. and It says, leave your brain at the door and watch this movie. It's fun and it doesn't take itself seriously, unlike all the critics who are slamming it for being fun. No, they're slamming it because it's not a good movie. Thanks. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Who's next?
2: Give, give your opinion. Go off, King. Uh, I can go. <laughs> I can go. Uh, next one is Zieto. Give it a two. Just keep your finger on the fast-forward button until a video game sequence, watch it, then fast-forward again until the next video game sequence, and watch it. You will enjoy the movie in 10 minutes. The rest isn't worth watching. Yeah, They might be really, they, really I right. I know.
1: I was like, oh, that's harsh, but also kind of right. They're the best
2: parts of the movie. Yeah. No.
1: Um. Okay, Yellow Kirby gives it an 8 and says... How can you hate this movie? It's got good jokes, good action sequences, and good acting. It feels more like a seven out of ten, but <laughs> why did you give it an eight? Um, it feels more like a seven out of ten, but for all its hate, it deserves an eight.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I never, I never understand that. I never understand oh grading something not on what it is, but based on the reception of it or like the right. meta conversation around the thing. I'm like, no, no.
1: Yeah, I'm going to give it a better score.
0: It's the
2: thing, anyway.
0: Yeah. Oh, so, my God. Uh, I'm going to read the next one from I'm the Noob. It is five out of 10. I expected it to be terrible, and surprisingly, it wasn't. Sure, it wasn't the best plot wise, but the good amount of comedic moments throughout sort of made up for it. Sure.
2: Uh, who wants to read okay. this one from Maddie Ice? Goodness. I can do <laughs> All right. Maddie Ice gives it a zero. Not going to even bother giving my pros or cons with this film because everything sucks in it. Adam Sandler continues to ruin everything he touches. He's lazy, boring, and needs to leave Hollywood now. Horrible casting choices. Kevin James has no place (laughs) as the president in any universe. I think that's the point of making Kevin James president. But anyway, terrible plot considering the concept and an overall disgrace to video games worst film i've seen in 2015 without any doubt in my mind wow yikes goodness that's harsh
1: all right and violet gives it a two i know some bad comedies like austin powers with an o <laughs> um, all of the silence <laughs> silence of the lambs a space travesty.
2: Okay, Austin Powers. One, you don't know how to spell Austin Powers. Yeah. Two, Silence of (laughs) the (laughs) the Lamb. This has to be Uh, a joke,
0: right? Okay, okay,
1: I'll keep yours. But those those movies are pretend to be bad comedies. Therefore, they are funny.
0: (laughs)
2: Pixels
1: is a bad comedy while pretending to be a fantastic movie. Therefore, not funny at all. The idea is new, I grant it. But that's why I bought tickets for the movie. Game characters in real world? (laughs) That should be funny. Should be, but it was not. My advice, don't watch it. Waste of time.
2: <laughs> I, they have to think that Silence of the Lambs is a different movie. They have I, to. Honestly,
1: I don't know why. I didn't know how to react to like reading this. I'm unless, like, have I unless,
2: not seen um, Silence of the Lambs? Unless they thought that Hannibal was like just wisecracking and like... Oh it, my a God. Solution on I don't skin, understand.
0: Or else he gets the... <laughs>
2: Yeah maybe they thought that that was supposed to be hilarious I strictly picked that one because of the
0: Silence of the Lam piece of it so Oh my my god God. beautiful I love it Uh, We will move next into uh, Min Max which is the segment of the show where we Tell you the good Max and the not so good Min That we haven't yet covered uh, Kind of quick style Katie You've got your phone up so I'm gonna put you On the spot and ask you to go first
2: I can go Um, Okay my Min Oof (laughs) I it's just I basically I, I wrote that the secondary characters are super boring but really almost all the characters are super boring except for Peter Dinklage honestly yeah and I know you like Josh Gad I thought he was kind of boring I don't know I didn't he think was, was one note he yeah he, he yes he's one note he can he can scream like no other he can give us such a good comedic scream but other than that yeah all the secondary characters were like meh. they had uh they had Jane Kirkhouse yeah yes she hmm. didn't do shit. She anything. was a trophy wife. Yeah, and she was just like she, they didn't let her.
0: Female characters like, in a Happy Madison movie? What?
2: Like let someone. Fiona go Shaw for was it. there.
0: Fiona Shaw yeah, again. Fiona Shaw.
2: Uh, every time, yeah. got to
1: call out Fiona Fiona Shaw whenever she shows up in something. She,
2: she was able to. She went for it a little bit, but like yeah. everyone didn't have much going on. But anyway, uh, you know what my max is. I think that basically the pixelized um, arcade monsters, I thought it was all extremely very well executed and mm-hmm. it looked really cool and the way they're like busting through things and then things were like kind of turning into pixels. Um, I just liked how they did it. Like I thought it I thought it looked cool and with so much CGI going on, um, it still looked good, Whereas sometimes it's like there looks like they're running around and it looks ridiculous. Like I thought it integrated well with the world and didn't look stupid. So that is my max. Just the way they made those creatures and the CGI.
1: My one max. I very much enjoyed that in the final like barrage of pixel people coming and everything like that. The Tetris blocks were going into a building and destroyed a line. Yeah. And then the, that floor of the building just collapsed on top of itself. Very very good touch I very much enjoyed that I was like oh might have found my max So then wrote that written down real quick And then my min might be the fact That every movie Peter Dinklage is in They put him in a mullet wig And it drives me absolutely insane Every movie He's always wearing a mullet wig I'm telling you The only thing I have not seen him in a mullet wig in Is in Game of Thrones And that's the only thing He's always got a mullet on
2: Um, elf. Why? Elf he does not Oh
1: okay Yeah I guess Yeah you're right You're right Okay fine He's
2: a put together businessman
1: Two things That he has done Where he doesn't wear A mullet wig
2: <laughs> Can't he just wear Something different Um well, That's it Why <laughs> you gotta do Peter like that
0: Yeah Why you gotta uh, do that to max, him My uh, max I really wanna compliment The action scenes here uh, I know that we've talked a little bit about the soundtrack, which is another like Max that we touched on before, but my, my other one was the action sequences. I thought that they were incredibly well shot. Uh, we talk about the uh, Pac-Man scene where you're following Mini Coopers around, and I think that that was like incredibly well done. Uh, it was shot in Toronto. Toronto or not? Nah, the answer is Toronto. Uh, And uh, I I just really enjoyed those parts Basically anywhere where there's action It was really well done And I think it's probably because the budget for this movie was wild 129 million dollars to make this movie Uh, But like the cinematography was great The action sequences worked really well The visual effects were great So I just want to like praise everyone that was on production on this movie And like cinematography Because I think this movie nails it Yeah it looks great
1: yeah, to add to that too, the final credits yeah. were also very good. Again, with the Pixar, why do video game movies love to do this? eh? recap the entire like movie in pixel form. Because what did this Sonic, Sonic? I think did this.
2: And did Wreck It Ralph do it?
1: There was something else, but one of the other movies we've watched Does Scott has Program definitely do that. Maybe like I definitely know that another one of the movies, not just Sonic, did it. I just can't think of which one it is. But to add to like you know the design and like creative direction yeah that was also something I noticed Uh, and and also Sean
0: Bean is in this movie as a UK general which was really great Uh, my men, we've talked about a whole (laughs) bunch of stuff I just again want to talk about product placement which is my like weird marketers thing in movies Uh, at one point (laughs) Dan Aykroyd is in this movie and they're like here have some vodka and it's crystal head vodka and I'm like really guys like really Mm -hmm. was that part of his deal is Mm -hmm. he wanted to have crystal head vodka as promoted in this movie okay and then the weird Bud Light thing with Michelle Monaghan at the party where she's like yeah Yes, I'm going to have a beer and she like points the beer towards the camera label first yeah. and takes a drink and then at the end goes ah which like go away yeah. and, and crushes yeah. the whole beer which I'm too. like that is not that is a choice that like production made that they had to stick to that like business people were like they're going to give us a million dollars to have this bud light in this movie so can you do it and it that just sucks like when it's not something that like I see it every time but like there are ways to do it that are less um in your face so, product placement, bad in this movie. Everyone's going to be like, why does Jacob <laughs> always call out the product
2: placement in these movies? Leave me alone. I've always, I've always noticed it before, but now I notice it and go, well, I know what Jacob's going to talk about.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's going to have his product placement corner and talk about this garbage. But uh, we are going to uh, slowly make our way to the end of the show with a game this time that I'm calling 80s or not. Nah. It is Ooh. a simple trivia game for my two friends uh, where I'm going to name off a an arcade game. And you're going to tell me, was it released in arcades in the 80s or nah? Are you guys ready? Yes. yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. The first game released in the arcades. Was it released in the 80s? Pong. Hmm. It, all these games are released in arcades, so I'm not going to be tricky. It's just you tell me, was it released in arcades in the 80s or nah?
1: I'm going to say nah.
0: Nah. It's earlier. 1972, you are correct. Ooh. Ms. Pac-Man.
1: That feels like a yes. Yeah. or oh. not? That feels like a yes to me. I'm going to say yes.
2: It's I'm going to say it's yeah, like I think only it's, 80s. I think it's it, super early 80s. I think it's like, like 81 or I something. I bet it's like
1: only arcade or something like that. And it didn't come to video games like way later or something. Hey,
0: Katie. Released in 1981. Boom! <gasps> Way to go. You guys are two for two. Let's go to the next one. Dig Dug. 80s Mm. or nah? Nah. Yes? Nah.
1: Oh, no. I'm going to say yes.
0: Travis, you're right. 1982. (sighs) Yeah, yeah. Gauntlet. That's the one with the ostrich, right? Yeah. Or is that? No, that's (laughs) Joust. Joust.
2: Oh yeah, which one's called That's Gauntlet yes. is
0: like the dungeon fighter, right? Right, right, right. It's a four-player dungeon fighter, I think. Uh, I'm gonna say, nah. I'm
2: gonna say nah. I'm, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say ninety-one.
0: Ooh, Ooh 19- Eighty five, my friends. Oh, you are both shit. wrong. I have never said another year three. ever. <laughs> to two. Here we go. We have two more. Second to last, Tetris. Oh. When was oh. that released in arcades?
1: mm, Nah I'm going to say nah again I'm going
2: to say nah Was was it never Released in arcades
0: Uh, Maybe I wasn't tricky this time Ah. All these games were released in arcades This game released in arcades in 1989 Oh And finally Travis up 3-2 NBA Jam When was that released in arcades In the 80s or nah
1: My gut tells me no But I'm going to say
2: yes no, like 94. This
0: game was released in arcades in 1993. Katie, oh, you've got the yeah, so point. So my friends tie
1: this time. Gosh darn. Ooh, we're the same. Yay. Yay. No friends. losers here. <laughs> except for this movie.
0: Every, oh, uh, I, that brings us to our final segment, which is tell me, should this movie be cut or seen? Uh, let me just start and say, just cut it. It is not great. There are better video game movies. Some of them you can find while listening to this podcast. Um, cut, Happy Madison video game movies. Just cut them. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, it's a
0: cut.
2: Yeah, I I I don't know what else to say. Like there there's not a lot happening. There's some cool scenes, but like for that much time of my life, it's to be cut.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of the same. I can't, I can't recommend this movie to someone and have them think that I find this funny. Like I can't, (laughs) I just can't. I can't be like, this is what I think
0: is great. Go watch this. I can't do it. So it's a cut for me too. If you're curious after listening to this podcast, I think all three of us would recommend like watch the Pac-Man scene in New York City, which is like maybe about 10 minutes long. If you want to get a taste for what's good in this movie and then just move on. The end. Yeah. Done. Uh, that my friends is another episode of cutscenes uh, you can find all episodes of cutscenes on all major pos- podcasting platforms but if you're listening to this you're probably listening to it on a podcast platform so follow us on social media uh, you can do that on twitter and on instagram at cutscenes underscore pod and you can find us all individually on twitter and other places as well I'll start with me you can find me at jacob mccord on all major social media platforms i also host another podcast called the left behind game club if you like video games and people who talk about them thoughtfully and with a little bit of humor you might like that show too so check us out left behind game dot club or on all major podcasting platforms katie where can people find you and your wonderful hot
2: takes oh my hot takes you can find my blazing hot takes uh (laughs) on twitter uh i'm Les brack yeah i'm on there i got takes that's about it and then sometimes i i you know i do this podcast uh and sometimes me and travis guest on left behind too yeah i can highly recommend
1: And yeah, you can find me on uh, Twitter too. Travis Colnut. That's it. That's all I do.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And we end this show in the same way every single time by giving you a quote from the movie. And this time around, is it going to be Katie or is it going to be Travis giving us that quote?
1: Have you been playing Space Invaders a lot lately? Because you're invading my space. Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 Cutscene
0: a video game movie podcast You're listening to the Left Behind Game Club Welcome to the Left Behind Game Club, our never-ending attempt to make sure that no game is left behind. I'm Jacob McCourt, and listen to me and my co-hosts Mo Murtadi and Mike Ruffalo, as well as some wonderful guests, as we go through games, large and small, old and new, to bring you funny, informative, and mostly positive discussions about them. We've got over 100 episodes in the feed, so if you wanted to take the show for a spin, download a show about one of your favorites, and let us guide you through it with our takes. Join us on our goal in every episode to make sure that each time there's one less game left behind.